ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Hey guys, thanks for joining Western Contours as we bring you Elk Holland Academy's Feature Friday. This week, Michael talks about Arrow FOC. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. My name is Michael Batiste from the Elk Calling Academy, and this is Wapiti Wednesday Q&A. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We're glad you're here. All right, let's jump into this. So FOC, what is it? It stands for front of center. And basically what that means is front of center. It means putting weight out on the front of the arrow. Why would you want to do that? So I don't know how many of you have ever played darts before. And I'm not talking the new plastic tip darts. I'm talking the original darts with the metal tips. Where was all the weight on those? They're all forward. Now, there's an there, there's, there's advantages to FOC. So... FOC actually helps with penetration. It actually gives you more weight up front that, you know, will break through bone versus deflect off bone. And what's kind of funny, too, is it actually helps kind of retain energy a little farther downrange. I know that sounds kind of odd, but, you know, with, with FOC you start shooting longer distances and you're actually going to find that you might have to change your closer pins, your 20, 30. But once you start getting out, you know, on those longer distances, you may not really have to show or, or change your pins that much. Now, you know, there's a few companies out there. Valkyrie Archery is one of them that really pushes, you know, FOC and they have a, a phenomenal system. Why is it that you would want a heavier arrow? And Brent from Valkyrie, I, I love this question. Would you get, rather get hit with a brick or would you rather get hit with a feather? 
So, and that's really kind of, you know, a good way to explain a heavy arrow that has, you know, good FOC versus, um, you know, a lighter arrow. Now, of course, lighter arrow, you're going to have, you know, more speed. But me personally and with FOC, for me, it's, it's a whole complete system. It's a combination of a certain speed, a certain FOC, a certain kinetic energy. It's all of these things factored that kind of come in together that can mean the difference between a complete pass-through and not a complete pass-through. And for some of you that haven't been able to harvest any animals with your bow yet, you, you don't understand the importance of a pass-through and getting that blood trail coming out of both sides. I mean, it, it, it makes a huge, you know, difference in the world. So Paul, yeah, pull versus push, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, discussion on that. So, uh, Nicholas Curry from YouTube, are you going to be at the sportsman show in Oregon, February 6th? Yes, I am going to be at the Portland Sportsman Show. My flight does not get in until early Friday morning on the 9th. So I'm going to be there all day on the 9th and all day on the 10th. I am going to be both in the Bendable Products booth and I will be over in the Archers of Field booth. So 80% of my time is going to be in the Bendable Products booth. The only reason... I am going to be in the Archers of Field booth is because you guys asked for the new read that Native and Carlton and I have been working on together. We are working diligently to make that available at the Portland show. So it's going to be available at the Portland show and then the following weekend at the Salt Lake show. So yes, I will be there. So, okay. So let's jump into FOC. So um, these are X impacts. So I've shot X impacts for about the last three or four years. They're about 8.1 grains per inch on the 300 spine. Now there's a few things that you need to understand with FOC. You can get too much. You can get too high. You know, there's a lot of discussions out there. What's the best FOC? You'll see some that'll say 8 to 10%, some that'll say 10 to 12%. Um, me personally, I like to have an arrow in that 15 to 16% range. So no more than that. Because what happens is if you start getting too much FOC and you start getting too much weight up front, and we'll talk about components, you know, here in a minute. If you start getting too much FOC, you are going to have a really difficult time tuning your bow. Reason being is, like I said, this is a 300 spine. If I put too much weight up front, I actually weaken the spine of this arrow. So I would have to step up, meaning if I wanted to put, so currently this is what I've been running for the last couple of years. This is the, um, stainless steel 95 grain shock outsert from victory so running this 95 grains and then i run 100 grain broadhead so that gives me 195 grains out in front if i wanted to go too much higher than that let's say let's say i wanted to shoot 150 grain broadhead so so now i would have 245 grains up here 
I would actually have to step up to the 250 spine arrow because of all that extra weight that I'm putting up front, I'm actually weakening the spine. So you have to bump up the spine in order to, to do that. I've had great luck with the 195 grains. So now I know Black Eagle Arrow, victory. Reason being is Black Eagle didn't really have any components for FOC until this year. They just came out with the Focus, F-O-C-O-S system. And this is what it is. It's a three-part system. So you have the insert that goes into the arrow. Then you have this stainless steel outsert that goes on. And then you have a small set screw that goes in to lock this in place. There's a few things that I really like about this system. So first off, this is actually going to bump me up five grains this year. So this is 100 grain with my 100 grain broadhead. This is going to give me 200 grains total out front. But the cool thing is because this is not glued on. Now, let me touch on that real quick. You have options with this. You can either glue this onto your arrow or you could go with the insert and then the set screw. Here's an advantage with the set screw because you can do some different things with this. First off, for those of you guys that like to index your broadheads to line up with your arrow, you can actually screw your broadhead onto this, not even put the set screw down in this, line this up so that it lines up with your veins, and then you can take a marker and put a mark you know, from this outsert onto your arrow so that you have that line. Then unscrew the broadhead, put the set screw in, and then you have that set. So now as soon as you screw that broadhead in, your broadheads and your veins line up. Now, the thing I'm doing this year is I shoot a four-fletch. I'm actually going to have this set so that two of my blades on a three-blade broadhead, the two bottom ones line up with the two veins, and then the single one sticks up. All of my arrows are going to be indexed that same exact way. So all of my arrows are leaving my bow identically. Okay? couple of other neat things about this. Because I don't have this glued in, if for some reason I do damage this outsert because it's just held on with a set screw, I can actually just take this off and put a new one on. The other neat thing about this system is, like I said, this is the stainless steel version that is 100 grains. They have another outsert that is only 80 grains, which means you can do some playing around between the 100 grain, the 80 grain with different weight broadheads, 100 grain, 125 grain, 150 grain, so that you can find the combination with that FOC that shoots best for your bow and performs the way that you want. Now, I know the big thing that, you know, the last couple of years have been footers. You know, footers to protect that joint when you put your insert in because this creates a weak joint right here. Well, here's the neat thing because this actually goes in about a half an inch. So really this is almost acting as a footer to protect that end of the arrow, give it strength, which when you make impact, 
you have that strength of kind of that footer, but you have that FOC, you have that weight up front for penetration. So, so that's kind of just the new Black Eagle focus system that, like I said, you can play with the 80 grain or the 100 grain, um, you know, different, different broadheads to really find, you know, what shoots best out of your bow. Now, obviously, when you're testing, you're going to be using field points, but you can use different weighted field points. So now, like I said, you know, I mentioned Valkyrie earlier. Valkyrie is a really good system. Um, they've done a lot of testing to build those, you know, FOC systems together to give optimum, you know, performance. You know, we've, we, we've heard, well, it's, it's your veins that drive your arrow or, you know, that steer and, well, the veins are there for arrow stabilization and broadhead stabilization. With the FOC, it's actually pulling. Again, let's go back to those darts. So when you throw those darts, is it the weight out front that's pulling that arrow? Or is it the back portion of that dart that's steering? So, um, all right, a couple of questions here real quick. Uh, Manuel Lopez, hello, hello. Uh, to, 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 to Jerry, Joe McCarthy, Shelly and I say hi from Salt Lake. She's got the need to pack her own elk, with, elk out with. That's awesome, good, speedy recovery. Um, Chris, I think I'd wanna be hit with a feather personally, <laughs> but I wanna hit the elk with the brick. You know, it, it is. And, you know, Jarris, what do you recommend? A heavy head insert or footing? So, okay. So really, when you think of FOC, and, and, and there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of options out there that you can go. You can go with a heavier arrow that has more grains per inch. You can go with weighted tubes. You can, you know do the footers, but really the whole theory around FOC is the weight up front, which means you want to go with a smaller, lighter vein in the back. You don't want to add weight to the whole entire shaft. It's just on that front portion. So Jack Keithley, I'm here trying something new. You're on Instagram. I like it. So, so that's that whole theory with FOC. And you know, like I said, you can do a quick Google search on it. Randy Ulmer has an article out there about it. There's also, you know, you can also find out how to figure, you know, your, your FOC. Most arrows out there, if you were not, if, if you just put on the, the, you know, regular insert that came with the shaft and screw on a regular broadhead, you're, you're really going to be about in that 8%, maybe 10% FOC. That's just with a standard arrow, not doing anything new to it, not adding anything up front. But like I said, in, in, in today's market, you have a lot of options. So, you know, I mentioned footers. What footer is, is and you can get them in different lengths, two inches, two and a half inches, three inches, but what they do is, is you actually, um, they go right over the shaft and then you, you know, screw on your broadhead and then you, screw, then you glue that footer 
all the way up front here. And, and basically what that is doing is that is running right up to the back of your broadhead and it's strengthening this joint right here. Because anytime you put an insert in, you have this joint right here that can be, you know, somewhat weak. I've seen, you know, arrows break, um, you know, in that area quite a bit. And that's where the footers kind of came in to stiffen them up a little bit. Um, I think uh, Garrett Weaver, on point with Garrett Weaver, he he did some testing with footers um, and they, they shot them into different things to see how they were going to survive. And it's, it's really, really interesting. And that's why when I saw Black Eagle come out with a new focus system and notice that they've kind of incorporated, you know, a few of these different... Um, techniques out there to to kind of get this foc and, and and strengthen you know the front of the arrow um it really really does make a difference in your penetration and and if you want to know if you want to do a test yourself you know set up a new arrow with some foc and leave your others just regular and shoot them into a target and see which one is bearing deeper into the target. Well, if that FOC area is bearing deeper into the target, what do you think that's going to do into the animal that you're going to shoot? It's going to carry that kinetic energy and it's going to carry that more into the impact and drive through a lot better. Um, Jack, like an outsert. Yeah, that's what the new Black Eagle focus is. It's, it's actually an outsert system. So, all right, let's see what other, um, Cody, I'm confused between the difference of momentum and kinetic energy. Could you explain a little bit more? You know, kinetic energy is basically, it's a foot pounds and, and it's, it's basically, again, you can, you can Google for the exact formula to come up with you know, the kinetic energy, but it's basically, it's the weight of your arrow, um, you know, how fast it's shooting. And, and it basically takes all that into account. And then it, it, with the equation, it turns it into foot pounds. And that's basically, you know, how hard is your arrow hitting? So, I mean, if you have an arrow that's really, really light, that's zipping at good speed, yeah, it's going to get there quick, but it's, not going to have much oomph. It's not going to hit as hard as an arrow that weighs more and is traveling slower. Now, Cody, mo momentum. So the kinetic energy is the hit, how hard it hits. The momentum is what happens after that hit, how the momentum keeps gearing through. So, and that's where FOC comes into play. FOC helps that, that, momentum right there. So hopefully that kind of uh, explains a little bit. And guys, by no means am I a archery expert or um, any of that. These are just things that I have done in the past and testing and, and playing around and tweaking to get the best performance that I can. So uh, John Peterson, it's been a while since I've caught your live videos. I measure my arrow performance and how deep it's buried in the ground after passing through. Yeah, actually, if you're getting complete pass-throughs, you know, is it sticking into a tree? Did it go into a tree? Did it go into a rotten log? How, how buried is it in the dirt? So those are all momentum through that it's carrying through. So, 
Uh, can't wait to get my hands on a few. Yeah, Jay, the the focus is is really really cool. So, the never ending debate on what the right FOC. <laughs> Good evening, Coach Nick. How you doing? You know, and, and and that's the thing about you know Nick brings up brings up a good point. The never ending debate, and the reason this is is is, is kind of an ongoing debate is because everybody is a little bit different on what they like and you know how much foc they like for the bow that they're shooting or the setup that they're shooting there's a few things that i kind of like to stay in so okay so my arrows in the past have been about 470 grains this year they're going to be 475 speed wise you know, I'm in that, I try to stay around that 275 as far as speed goes, you know, with, with the weight and the bow. So, so for me, my ideal is in that 470 to 480 weight of my arrow and my speed right around that 275 feet per second mark. For my style and the way I shoot, that is what I have found to be the best performance for me, you can look all day long and you will find, like I said, you can you can do a Google search and you can pull up all kinds of articles on FOC and there's all kinds of people talking about it. And you're going to walk away with about 15 different answers on what the optimum one is. But I have found a lot of articles lately that really, you know, leave it up to you you know, what works best with your equipment. Um, I was talking to somebody at the archery shop today. He was saying that uh, he bought a new bow last year, took it home, started started getting everything all set up. And then as soon as he started playing around with FOC, he could not get that bow to tune. No matter what he did, it just would not tune. It always had a tear. Well, it wasn't the bow. What happened is, like we talked about earlier, he was just putting on way too much weight up front that he was actually weakening the spine of his arrow. He needed to go up a spine to a little stiffer arrow if he wanted to do that. And then he would have been absolutely fine with that. So, so really, you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of got to play around with. And you can do it just with field points first to start with minor adjustments to see how it works with your bow. Then you can start getting into, um, you know, like I said, getting heavier outserts, getting, um, you know, footers that you can add to it to add a little bit weight up there try different combinations, but I'm telling you FOC will make a huge difference on your hunting arrows with the penetration. So, um, all I'm doing tonight is I'm basically telling you the specs that I like that, you know, I've played around with that. I have found the best performance over the years for me that that's not necessarily saying that you have to go out and you have to do the exact same shootout or, or setup like I do. So, because, you know, heck, 
I'm a 29 inch draw, actually 29 and a half, but I set all of my bows up at 29 inch and then I put a half inch D loop on it. So that way I'm right there at 29 and a half inches. Um, you know, usually in that 70 to 72 pound range on the bow. So, you know, you may not be that you, you may have a 27 inch draw. So, you know, you have to play with these factors. You have to, um, really find what works best for your draw length and your setup run through them like a brick wall so hit like a brick wall so hit hard and keep going so all right uh over sleeve and outserts keeps access from shattering or splitting at insert end yes so uh with that outsert you're making your arrow longer therefore you can cut your arrows a little shorter which stiffens your spine jairus that is true so you, you basically, you know, your, your arrow is still going to be like, let's say if you shoot a 29 inch arrow and you go, you know, with an outsert like the, F, that, like the uh, focus from Black Eagle, well, you're not going to cut your arrows at 29 inches anymore. You're actually going to, um, you know, cut them down to almost about 27 and a half. So that way, then when you put this outsert on, you're still right there at the 29 inches. So, um, so and, and yeah, you're right. By cutting it down, you are stiffening your spine a little bit. But still, even if you cut it down, but you start tacking on a bunch of extra weight up there, you know, like you go, you go with this, you know, 100 grain, and then you shoot 150 or 175 grain broadhead, you know, that's putting a ton of weight on the front of that. And it actually just offset everything that you gain by cutting your arrow down and might actually take it more so the other direction. That's why you need to step up. Like if you were a 300, that's why you'd have to step up to a 240 or a 250 spine. So, uh, Brian, dumb question, but what's the difference between a three and a four fletch or is that just preference? Um, you know, again, it's, it's broadhead stabilization. Um, you know, what works better for stabilizing that broadhead? I've, I've tested three fletch. I've tested four fletch. Heck, I, I shot three fletch for a lot of years. I shot three fletch with bi-delta veins when those were popular. I've tried offset. It is, you know, personal preference. Um, there's actually some people today that are running a six fletch. On their arrow so again it's just one of those things that you need to um that you need to basically play with and see so garrett what's your foc with that with that arrow i haven't calculated it on the new one yet garrett because i'm still waiting on the rest of my components so they should be here next week and then i will um get all this set up with the new focus system and then I'll shoot you a message on what the FOC is. So I know I'm really kind of dying to know how this is going to work. It's not going to be a huge change because like I said, it's only five grains more than what I have been running in the past. So what is your overall weight of your arrow and what speeds are you getting? Um, I'm not sure when that came in, David, but I thought I answered it. So Arrows last year and before were 470 grains, and my speed was in that 277 range. 
So this year actually um, bumping up to 475 grains and I'm actually still in that 275 to 277 range um, because this year I'm going back to a 70 pound bow. I've actually been getting uh, those speeds with a 65 pound bow up until this year. So accuracy is greater than everything else. So yes, but actually Scott, what you'll be amazed is with the FOC, it's actually gonna help with your accuracy. So what has created this new style arrow setup? I've always been successful with standard carbon arrows with a good broadhead. So, you know, James, it's it's more just the ever evolving, ever tweaking, trying to get better performance out of our equipment is basically what it is. Um, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of the gear, a lot of the components, why are they changing to different materials? You know, those things have always worked in the past. So, you know, I'm not even going to bring up. I was going to say, you know, let's talk about camouflage and how gear has changed with, you know, the camouflage clothing. But that's we're not going to open up that can of worms tonight. So so, James, it's actually just striving for better performance, better performance, better accuracy, because um, really, ultimately, it comes down to it's our responsibility to do the quickest, most ethical kill that we can of the animals that, you know, we're harvesting. So if we can improve the performance of the equipment. So if you could take your standard arrow and you could just bump it 50 grains to give it just a little bit more FOC. I mean, yes, I know what's it matter. The animal's still going to be dead. It's still going to do this. But the number of pass-throughs that you have now increase. Uh, the better blood trails, the easier tracking. Um, you know, there's a lot of advantages to getting, you know, the complete pass-through there and getting the blood on both sides. So, so bottom line, that's just what it is, James. It's it's just trying to get better performance. So, late as usual, Stephen. Welcome. Iron Will Broadheads just came out with a sweet footer for Eastern Access and FMJ arrows. Only 25 grains, but very sweet. See, Eric right there, only 25 grains. But you might be amazed how much 25 grains, you know, can change the FOC of that arrow and, you know, raise your kinetic energy just a little bit. So um, it doesn't take much to change. So, and I know that's the other thing that you guys are going to find if you really start doing some research on FOC yourself. There are fanatics out there. I mean, they are talking 18% FOC and I mean, it's just crazy, but that's personal preference. They want to run that way. Charles, what is the top of the line arrow and why? I really like the Black Eagles. I've shot the Black Eagles. So throughout my career, I have shot Easton ACCs. I've shot FMJs. I've shot Victories. I've shot Black Eagles. I just really like the way the Black Eagles perform and how they hold up. I know I posted a picture the other night and somebody commented that, uh, you know, they'll never shoot Black Eagle because they broke so many when they missed their target. And I'm thinking in my head, well, then don't miss the target. So, but so with all the different companies out there, you know, you have carbon arrows, some have a tighter weave on the carbon than others. So 
But as you start getting into that tighter weave, you also start getting into higher dollar arrows. So what is the top of the line arrow and why? The top of the line arrow for you is the best arrow that you can afford within your budget that is going to work with your equipment. So, and there's a lot of different options out there. So I know last year when I was in Etna, Wyoming, doing the seminar, we did that broadhead test and, you know, we just grabbed some, some lower grade carbon arrows because we knew they were going to get destroyed because of what we, what we were doing. It just didn't really matter. I mean, obviously when we were shooting into, you know, the cultured stone to check the durability of the broadheads, you know, there was no way that I would shoot an X impact in there just because the cost of that arrow. So, but really, Charles, it's just the best that you can afford with your budget. So, Jeremy, I really need to research a lot more. Archery has gotten crazy since I have picked up a bow again. You know, I still remember back in the 80s, the Easton XX75 Game Getters, 2116s. Um, you know, those were the cat's meow. You know, shooting, shooting overdraws, which how more people did not get hurt shooting overdraws is just absolutely crazy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, technology advances, materials advance, equipment gets better. And yeah, you're right. Doing your own research is really the best way. And um, playing around with, with different things, you know, seeing what really works best for you. So Morgan, 550 grains at 294 feet per second. Nice. That's moving, moving, moving. So, all right, let's see if we can find <laughs> Brian Valkyrie broadheads for the win. It's a great system. I, I, I mean, they're broadheads. If you guys have not looked at Valkyrie, it's a three to one system on their broadheads which basically means three inches of length, one inch of height. So it's a long broadhead, three inches long, one inch of height, that has kind of that old medieval broadhead shape and style to it. Um, you know, with the purpose behind it and what it's actually doing. Because when your broadhead hits an animal, it actually stretches that hide in and then that hide snaps back a little bit. So with the three to one, with that snapping back, you actually end up getting gaping holes. So, which are really, really nice. Now, I know somebody's gonna bring up the topic of expandable broadheads. I've never shot them. They're not legal in Idaho. And honestly, if they ever did become legal in Idaho, I doubt I would ever shoot a mechanical. Um, you know, it was said earlier about, um, you know, why change old equipment, you know, is working well. I just always had good luck with fixed blade broadheads and I've heard too many horror stories about mechanical broadheads. So, uh, David, how are you getting that speed at that weight? Well, I mean, I'm 470 and in fact, I did a test today with this 470 grain arrow at 70 pounds, 29 inches and it shot 278 feet per second but you saw somebody else that's shooting a 550 grain arrow at 294 feet per second probably they're getting that speed with an 80 pound bow so 
Uh, Lars, Iron Will Broadheads. I have heard absolutely great things about the Iron Will. I have not personally shot them, um, but I do have some buddies that do shoot them and they have performed exceptionally well for those guys. I don't have any firsthand experience on it, Lars, so I really can't um, tell you one way or another for firsthand experience. So. Uh, an elk hunter got on his hands and knees to take a closer look at some tracks than when he got hit by the train. <laughs> nice. I like it. So, yep. 80 pound elite option six, 31 inch draw. Yeah. So, see, okay. 465 grains at 302, 72 pound draw, four fletch east and access. Nice, 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 nice. Constantly tweaking. Paul, we are. We are always tweaking. So trad guys are pros when it comes to the topic of FOC. Jarris, you're exactly right, because that's where FOC came from, was the trad guys, because they weren't getting the speeds that the compounds were getting. So they had to have that FOC for good penetration. Um, and that's actually, it spilled over from the trad into the compound world. And then it's just kind of, you know, here recently is just really taken off. So what kind of arrows do you think is best in your favorite? So the best, um, like I said, I've, I've shot quite a few. I actually really enjoyed the Easton ACCs and, and I've thought a few times about going back to the ACCs. So, um, in fact, I was trying to remember the other day why I ever went away from the ACCs. I think it's it's when I was with Rocky, I think I ended up getting sponsored by Victory or something. And that's why, you know, went away from the, the ACCs. But I have just really had good luck with the Black Eagles. So in one of the things that I find, so when I get a new arrow, one of the things that I do is I spin the arrows and I Noctune them. So, and Noctune is basically turning that knock just a little bit so that you get perfect spin and, and lining up with, you know, the, the good spine sign of the arrow. Noctuning is one of those things that I always do even before I fletch an arrow. So that way it's Noctuned the right way. The thing I have found with the Black Eagle arrows is they come out of the factory pretty much already Noctuned. And I have I don't have to do much at all with the black eagles and that's one thing that i really like i still check them some of the other companies that i've shot in the past have had to do knock tuning on almost every single arrow within that number or within that within that dozen that i got so all right uh andy morning i think you're a little late i love my spartan spartans uh, thinking about a change, but that's such a process. So Spartans are a good arrow. Um, why did you not like the FMJs? I did like the FMJs. So, um, I mean, basically it was one of those things that, you know, when I was with Rocky, it was, um, you, you know, we were sponsored and, you know, shooting the FMJs and all that. And then when I resigned, um, I just kind of went away from everything that was sponsored by just because I wanted to get, you know, my own and, and get my own setups. And that's when I really started playing with different brands and seeing, you know, really what I liked. So, uh, but no, the FMJ is a great area. So 
Grant, I live in Thane, Wyoming. Are you coming back for a seminar this summer? Yes, I am. I will be in Etna, Wyoming. In fact, Neil and I have already started locking down the date for that and already talking about some of the new kind of some of the gear testing that we're going to do at this year's seminar. So um, we're going to kind of step it up a little bit on kind of some of the gear testing. I know last year we did some broadhead testing. So uh, do you shoot at Skookum or TSC? No, I haven't shot either of those, Glenn. Chad, thoughts on micro diameter? I like micro diameter. In fact, that's why I shoot the X impacts because the X impacts are actually a nano diameter. They're actually smaller diameter than what the micro is. So the thing with the nano and the micro diameter is they actually are, um, they're not impacted by wind as much. And that's another, uh, another advantage. If you take nano or micro diameter and you add that FOC, you're going to notice your wind drift actually disappears a bunch. So, which means you're going to stay on target a lot better on windy conditions. So, so yeah, micro diameter and nano diameter. I'm a huge fan of Chad. So Paul Martin overdrive shelf back in the day. Yes. Yes. The overdrives Ugh. or overdraws. Yes. Those were, uh, like I said, I'm really, really surprised that uh, more people didn't get in, get injured. So, Larry, I only muzzleloader hunt Colorado. Guess I need to need to buy a bow. Not necessarily. Muzzleloader is is you know a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's traditional. You still have to get you know close by. I don't know the actual muzzleloader rules in Colorado. I know the one year that I archery hunted in Colorado, the muzzleloader season opened up right during the middle of archery, and that really made us pucker a little bit. We actually had a guy shoot a bull out right from underneath us. We could feel the full on compression and, and it, uh, um, man, it was quite uncomfortable. So Jeremy, someone mentioned the iron wheel system. I run two 20 grain hidden inserts in my injections and plan to try those footers. That gives you 65 extra grain added to your 100 or 125 grain broadhead. Just FYI. So Jeremy, yeah, basically what you're doing there is you're bumping up your FOC by running those footers is what you're doing. Uh, Black Eagle Rampage 250, 30 inch focus with a hundred grain point. So, okay, Morgan, so you came out at 14% FOC on that. Okay. Nice. So, two, 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 two. Okay, so I think some of you guys are kind of having conversations the way they're all coming through. Um, Freddie, I see you switched over to Instagram. So, uh, Free Cake, have you shot a crossbow? For fun. I've never hunted with a crossbow. So, I've only shot them for fun. Um, you know, again, here in Idaho, crossbows are only legal if you have a doctor's uh, prescription, basically, you know, for them. So, uh, Scott, I used to shoot 100 grain tips, switching to 105, 125 grain tips, put my focus close to where I wanted it and didn't slow my speed down much. With all the different species I bow hunt for, I didn't want to have to adjust for heavy elk specific arrows. Now I have a good compromise with a 420 grain arrow at 298 feet per second that works for everything from turkey to elk and extreme accurate and, and extremely accurate. Scott, I'm the same way. My 470 grain arrow, 475 for this year, that's the same arrow I shoot for everything. 
It doesn't matter if it's antelope, turkey, deer, elk, bear. It is the same setup for everything. So, Andy, shouldn't you be in a 300 spine? I am in a 300 spine. Or maybe that question wasn't for me. I don't know. John Peterson, I'm shooting a 430 grain arrow at 288. <coughs> Dang it. 288 feet per second and playing with it a bit to get heavier and closer to 280. So really, John, to only drop those eight feet per second, you're not gonna have to go up that much. So five, 10 grains tops. <laughs> Excuse me. Dang it. <laughs> dang it, dang it, dang it. Okay. So, oh. You guys interested in finding out who won this? The champ, which by the way, the review video is done and it will go live Friday. And actually the winner is Chad Seaman from YouTube. So Chad, if you're on here, send me an email, get a hold of me, give me your address so I can get this call out to you. So um, let's see, what else? Do we have any other questions? What are your thoughts on going with just a heavy broadhead instead of the combo of the outsert and broadhead? For example, grizzly stick broadheads. Cody, you can. And that's one of those things that I said is if you didn't want to go with the footers and these heavier outserts or heavier inserts or, you know, um, tube inserts, you can certainly add a little bit by just going with a heavier broadhead. You know, if you normally shoot a 100 grain broadhead and maybe you go with the Grizzly Stick 150. So that's going to be a 50 grain jump which is going to jump your FOC a little bit. And you're going to notice that little change right there. If you really want to know what it's going to be like, you know, find some field points that are in that 150 grain, screw those heavier, heavier field points on, and then start doing some testing and see how that works. And like I said, it's, it's really, really going to throw you off because you're going with that heavier head up front which is gonna slow your speed down. But once you get to the longer distances, you're gonna notice that some of them, you won't even have to move your pin on some of those longer ones. It's just, it's it's really weird how that happens. So, all right, uh, Jason, sorry, I can't recall. Did you say you would or would not be in Denver this weekend? I am not going to be in Denver this weekend, guys. I am staying home, so since I found out that that is not a mandatory qualifier, uh, decided not to come over. The information came out and it was just kind of really, really short to try to get everything put together. So, Scott, I like it. Just take lessons from Elk Calling Academy and call them into less than 20 yards and shoot them. You know, guys, of, of, of the 30 years that I've been chasing bulls, and, and I get asked a lot, why do I shoot a single pin? So, my average shot on all the bulls I've harvested is 22 yards. So I shoot a single pin. I set it at 30. Um, but for 2019, I actually am going back to a three pin slider. So, so that way have that, but yeah, average shot is about 22 yards. Brian, are you going to be at RMEF elk camp in park city this year? Yes, I am. 
So I will be there for uh, the whole elk camp and also the World Elk Calling Championships. Jerry McConnell, bless you. Hey, Jerry, I got some messages from your son a little while ago. So, oh, let's talk about that real quick. So yesterday I posted a picture and a question on Instagram and Facebook. Had Matthews and Hoyt, and there was a little question. I may have filmed a video today and we have a new video series come, coming up that is the Battle of the Bows to where we are taking two bows that are new for this year and we're doing head-to-head -head testing. We are doing tail of the tape, you know, axle to axle, brace height, IBO, price, I mean everything. We're doing some different things on video with shooting. We're testing the draw cycle. We're testing the wall. We're testing, you know, how well the bow, bow holds, uh, how loud the bows are compared to each other. We're shooting them through chrono to test speeds. So we are really trying to match. So the pair that I tested today and filmed was the Hoyt Carbon RX3 Ultra versus the Matthews Traverse. Which one won? I guess you guys are going to have to wait for the video next week. Next week, we are actually pitting the Prime CT5 against the Bowtech Realm. So we're going to start. If there's some matchup you guys, if, if there's some matchups that you guys want to see, let us know. So, okay, uh, let's see. We're kind of getting down to the end, guys. So if you have any questions, go ahead and roll them in. Uh, Instagram, Tyson, I am doing well. Had a good day. How are you doing? Uh, Robert Gonzalez, shoot the best equipment you can afford. Exactly. Don't compromise kinetic energy for speed. Bingo. Don't get caught up on speed. Bingo. Let's touch on that real quick. What's the big deal on speed? Speed is for those guys that cannot judge distance very well. Bottom line. That's what speed's going to do for you. If you're off by a, you know, a couple of yards, five yards, the speed's going to save your bacon in that. But speed is not going to save your bacon when you actually come to impact. And really, most of the time, if you do your setup right, you have time to get the rangefinder out and you have those. Now, granted, I know there's times and situations that you get caught that things happen so fast that you don't have time to range. But Robert is exactly right. Do not compromise kinetic energy for speed. So, um, Chris Miller, you can send me a call also. I'd love to give it a try. So, Chris, unfortunately, that is the only champ I have. If I do not hear from Chad by next week, I will pick a different winner and we'll keep going until somebody gets this read. And Friday, the review video will come out so you guys will find out exactly what I thought about the champ. So, uh, bugle me this. Carbon Express only makes half out inserts. Do the outserts you use, do they know if they will fit a maximum red 350? I like the fact that there is no gluing. It depends what the diameter, the outside diameter of that is. Now, here's the thing. Black Eagle, this focus outsert is for the X impacts also only. They do have a couple of the focus out certs 
for, I believe, the Spartan and the Deep Impact. So they do have some different. So really, bugle me this. What you would have to do is you would have to go to the Maxima Red, find out what the outside diameter of that is, then go over to Black Eagle, find the arrow that has the same outside diameter, and then that outset outsert should work on your Maxima Red 350. Tristan, Black Gold Pro Series 3-pin? No. Um, I am actually shooting the option Archery. It's actually an, it's it's actually a four pin. It's a three pin fixed with a one pin slider that on the op option you have the ability that you can pop the fixed pins out of the way, then you have that single pin slider. So Chris Miller, 22 yards, that's awesome. And that is why I mainly bow hunt. Exactly, I got into bow hunting to get as close as I can to the animals, to get them as to come as close to me as possible. Um, it's a whole different ball game when they're that close, especially when you're new to it. You're looking at the size of their body. You're looking at the size of their rack. You're looking down at your little bow and arrow. And the first thing that pops into your head is what the heck am I thinking? But then the adrenaline and everything just all, it's just such an awesome rush. So David Crane, Bowtech Realm SR6 versus Matthews Vertex. I will write that down and that will be a matchup head to head that we will test. Great topic and content tonight. Gives me nine months to play with some new ideas. Thank you, sir. Jason O'Hare, you are very welcome. Thank you for tuning in tonight. So, uh, to, to option for the win. That's what I shoot. All right, guys. So, okay. I don't see any other questions popping in. So, oops. Nice. Dan Evans makes great sites too. Yes, he does. So, you know, I've, I've uh, worked with Dan for quite a few years, you know, when he had Trophy Taker. Um, excited to renew that partnership with Option Arch, you know, Option Archery for both the sites and um, the Quivalizer. So, speed is how fast you hit the wall. Kinetic energy is how far the wall moves when you hit it. Good. You guys have been learning. I like it. So... All right, guys. So like I said, Friday's video is the review of the champ. Next week's video is going to be the results of the head-to-head -head of the Hoyt and the Matthews. In the meantime, enjoy your week, guys. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I greatly appreciate the support. As always, keep calling, keep practicing, but most importantly, have fun while you guys are doing it. We will see you all next week on the next episode of Wapiti Wednesday Live Q&A, where we are going to be talking about hunting partner selection and how do you choose the right hunting partner. So come back next week. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you later. Follow and subscribe to Elk Calling Academy on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon for tips, tactics, gear reviews, and live Q&A, helping you to success faster. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.